podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Who's hosting? Very I'm hosting, am I? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do the tweet. Jesus, I better get a quick. Okay, good evening. Welcome along to the forum. I didn't know I was hosting tonight. Um yeah, we're having a show on the four things. The I see somebody's already said LFC late trippers, which is fair enough. That's because Ray Ray Dicko Dickinson is never early. And the the Ray Brady there decided to come on about five past ten. Um and ignored all WhatsApp abusive messages. Uh, so anyway, look, good evening. Welcome along. It's the four lads in the house. Four topics to take you through the next, say, 60 to 85 minutes or so on this poxy international break time. Um, in the pod tonight, we've got... We've got... What have we got? We've got Andy Young, Ray Brady, and Ray Dicko Dickinson all the way down there. So because there's two Rays, we have to refer to... Well, I was going to use... Ray one and Ray two, like there's in banana one and banana two, but we go with Dicko and Ray Razor or Dicko yeah. and, and Ray Brady or whatever I come up with in the meantime. Um, of course, Andy's there, Andy is joined tonight by his son. Dara, say hello. How are you there? If anyone can find Dara's missing tooth, it'd be great. You can say let them know. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Right, look, the COVID two fairies are up by about fifty euro a, a pop now, aren't they? The COVID two fairies, Eddie. Yeah, 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 this, yeah, one, yeah. this one is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no payment. You can't use cash. It's COVID. You can't use cash. It's cash is king. You have to give them. It's Revolut card, and then they get an account. The two fairies have gone very high tech these days in terms of tap and go. Right, listen to me. Good evening. Welcome along to the forum. It is, of course, ourselves. We're stuck on an inter- international break. Um, I see Mo Salah was uh, not socially distancing from a load of Egyptian fans who invaded the pitch, and he was terrified for his life earlier on. Um, so tonight we decided to have a look at a few couple of things. It's the, the, the topics are probably interlinked, um, but they range across all the various things that we're going through in this court malaise of restrictions, not restrictions. I know in England they're saying that the, it's great part of the big easing of the lockdown where they're able to go outside and do some activities. And in Ireland they're calling it an extension of a lockdown where we can go outside and do the exact same activities in England. Um, so with that, 
Um, Andy, Andy, hello, Andy, 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 this is Phil calling, Andy, Andy, Andy. Hello. Yeah, well done, Andy. It's great to have you. Uh, thanks for rejoining us there. Anyway, Andy, it's your um, your topics up first. Go on. What is it going to be? What was it again? You tell me. You had things about quotes from Bob Shankly. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My topic just to annoy you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so so look, the, the topic is who was right? Was it? Bill Shankly or Jorgen Klopp? <laughs> Bob Shankly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Shankly was uh, famously misquoted as saying that um, football is more important than life and death. Phil, I know you have the real story. No, I thought, uh, is that the quote? Or have we just made up a quote there? No, he was misquoted as saying that. In actual All fact, right. where, where it really came from was in an ITV interview afterwards when he just said, somebody said to him one time, uh, the football's more important than life and death. And he said, he said, uh, I, I hate that attitude. I, it, um, it's more important than that. Yeah. Right. Anyway. And then, so Jorgen Klopp uh, famously <laughs> said, the football is the most important thing of all the unimportant things. Right. So who was who was right? So that's that's the that's the topic. Um, what does football what does football mean to you? What does Liverpool mean to you? How 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 does football dominate? Does Liverpool dominate your life to the point that uh, you prioritise it over other things? You know, some of us are more fanatical than others. Um, like the like does it do you, uh, does it Get, get in the way your daily decisions does it do you prioritize it over work you know how, how do you get what i'm asking <laughs> well you tell me andy how 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 important is football to your life if you were to rank this is it more important than life or death or is it the most important of the unimportant things you yeah well, me, i would, I would, I would say i would say that clops clops quote is a modernized version of what shankly meant back in the day i think uh, football at the moment is is ridiculous and it's totally unimportant. It's it's it's. I don't look forward to it anymore. Without fans, it's nothing. But when when football's at its at it at its normal, and um, the lens we go to to see games, to get away to games, how much it dominates your thoughts, your moods, like you know how how a result can affect you, how you wake up the next morning, how it can affect your mood for the rest of the day, um. I know, I know. I like. There's no better feeling than waking up the next morning after a good result in the Champions League or whatever. But it's it. It's just that the level that football and Liverpool supporting Liverpool can dominate your life. So look, I just thought it'd be an interesting topic. To see what you thought. It's it is, but I'm still trying. So when you're trying to weigh up that decision, Andy, in your head, right? So I, I put it to you like this, right? If you had a choice between going to your mate's wedding. Or watching the Champions League final, and there's no televisions at the Champions League. There's no televisions at the wedding, and there's no way you're going to see the game or know what the score is going to be. Um, are you even not going to know how the outturn of the match was for at least two days, right? So there's, they are basically put into an information vacuum. What is it? Is it the wedding or is it the match? Okay, so first of all, what what sort of mate gets married when the Champions League final is on? Well, I've been there, Andy. I've been. Yeah, I've been to. I've um. I've been to a wedding when the FA Cup final was on Chelsea. Uh, we lost um, during the Rogers days, if I'm not ro- wrong. 
and everybody had their phones out underneath the table uh, iPads or whatever. It's, At this wedding, you can't. This this is this is that place in Leitrim, which is which is completely impervious <laughs> to radar. And is it Trev's cap? It is. Yeah, you can't get there, right? So it's it's full of Trev's. They're all sitting around there talking to themselves, basically, because nobody's listening. As he keeps telling us all, right? So basically, that's what's going on. So you can't get any type of signal. You can't find out how the match went, right? For two days, right? There's, you've literally no outside contact when it comes to football or sport, right? So your choice is: Are you going to go to the wedding? I would pull a sickie for the wedding. So, <laughs> so then you're answering your own question in, in terms of where you sit with this. Football is incredibly high up your list of priorities. Absol- absolutely. Yeah. And look, like it's a, it's a it's a topic we can have a bit of crack about, but but it's but it's mad. It is mad how something like a sport, like the, as Klopp calls it, um, the most important thing of all the unimportant things. And as Klopp, uh, as Shanks alluded to back in the day. He talked about how he made sacrifices and everything that he had in life, all the good in his life came from the work he put into football. But what the, what the downside of that is he had to make some very hard decisions that hurt his family and hurt relationships. So, you know, do, do we do we allow football, do we allow sport dominate our lives to the point that we're, we're making sacrifices? And is that right? Ray, Brady. I'll come to you yeah. first. Right. See, see, Ray, you're about to jump in there, Ray Dickel. Oh, we come to Ray Brady first. Ray Brady, what's, what side of the conundrum do you rest on? Do you, you place football and Liverpool above all else, or is it just a thing that goes on in the background of your life? Yeah, I think Klopp's description is perfect. It'd be um, next down the list after family and uh, really close friends. Um, yeah, everything's planned around it from turning down overtime and walk to not being on the roads, driving somewhere while there's a match on to trying to be off the next day after a big game. Whether you're going to watch the TV, sports, Sky Sports News over the course of a weekend, depending on the results. So it's massive. Absolutely massive, and not to not to mention then the fact that uh, WhatsApp that we're involved with takes up even more time, which is predominantly Liverpool. Um, bit of COVID, bit of as you know yourself, Phil. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd uh, I'd say you know I'd say you're probably talking ninety percent of time away from family and close friends would be Liverpool related in mm. some way. Okay. Okay, so you're up there with the, it's it's definitely verging on the more important than, than 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 life itself. It's it's something that flows through your lifeblood. It's what gets you. Yeah, well, I mean, it, you know, what? I'm, I, I was thinking, I know you still slag me over, but like, I mean, I couldn't shake that fucking Gerard slip for about fucking two years. <laughs> like, I was having fucking nightmares over that. Honest to God, real fucking night, waking up, waking up in a sweat. I know fucking way did that happen. The best yeah. player at our club in the last 10 years. There's no way there's what sort of cunt of a God would do that to, to, to that man. And that he, could, he could be in some way a fall for us, not win the league. I was, you know, that could, that could be a YouTube fan there putting those two words together. Sorry well, can, about that. Well, can, can I just point out it's the same God that, uh, that stopped John Barnes taking it into the corner in 1989? Think about it, right? <laughs> everyone everyone talks about a course in Anfield after Graveler in 1990. It happened a long time before it. That ground is mm. coursed. It's built on a ground, burial ground of, of, of Native Americans that who obviously were shipped over. That's what, literally what's happened there. Seriously. <laughs> Ray Dicko, where you're 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 even from Liverpool. Like I like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like mm. you're a scouser and uh you've managed to run away from the city, so <laughs> 
<laughs> where do you sit in this? Is football still as important to you? Is it does it still hold your the central point of your weekend life essentially? Like when you when you got some free time? Yeah, I mean it does. It does. I mean, there's no getting away from it. I mean, the missus automatically asks me on a Saturday morning. Uh, you know, at what time is Liverpool playing over the weekend? Because she knows that, you know, plans have to be kind of moved around or, or organised around that that, that kick-off time because we ain't going out at, you know, Sunday 2 o'clock if, if Liverpool are playing. Just back on the just back on the sort of the, the whole Champions League final and a wedding. I mean, that, that happened to me um, when we lost the final uh, against Madrid. Um my cousin arranged to get married on Champions League uh, day, as it turned out. Champions League final day, as it turned out. The, the wedding was in the wedding was in Mallorca, so it was a travel out to Spain uh, for a few days. And um, I kind of all the way along kidded myself that the timing of the meal, you know, would allow you know an, an exit point to go and watch the game, or at least watch the vast majority of it. And the fuck the day just you know it, it just became more and more obvious that the meal was going to start getting served just as the match was about to be kicked you know kicked off it was fucking ridiculous so um i spent the whole first half trying to put it out of my mind and trying to do the do do the you know the, the honorable thing for the family daughter dicko was- dicko can i ask you when like so you got the invoice and at what yeah. stage in between getting the invoice and then realizing liverpool were at like so obviously the invoice went out before you knew liverpool were in the final absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so uh, was there a stage when you were saying, "Oh, here"? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was constantly coming up as we were progressing, and uh, like my auntie and stuff, uh, and and saying, like, you know, you, I was saying, I was lobbying for the TV to be in the same room as where the meal was being served, because I was saying, "Well, look, you're gonna have people." You know, you're gonna have people leaving the meal mid meal. You're gonna have people with phones at the table and all that sort of stuff. But she was adamant no TV and all this. Like, it wasn't gonna turn it into like a sideshow or anything like that. But there was a TV before that away from where the actual kind of meal was was being had. I managed to get up there. I basically managed to get up there with about fifty minutes, fifty five minutes gone. We were getting beat, and I managed to get up there and we equalized. So I had at least I had the the joy of that and then and then we went two one down and i seen you know the the, the calamity of the uh, you know and and the third goal and when it went it went three one i kind of admitted defeat to myself and took that back to the wedding and i actually didn't even see the first carrier's fuck up until the next day i so i went i actually didn't understand the context of us losing that final was that was like 100 percent down to carrier's basically until the next day when I when I when I allowed myself to look at some of the you know some of the highlights because I couldn't couldn't bring myself to watch it. So like yeah that I mean, that 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 did really kind of ruin the week you know that wedding that weekend and everything. So it is still it's still high up there. All I would say about now is you know I've can't That's an unfortunate stoppage. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the referee's blown the whistle and he's gone too far. Uh, <laughs> you really look like you were enjoying yourself, there, Dicko. Uh, I was just saying, I've made me peace with this season and I've kind of like half switched off, really. The only thing yeah. I'm, I'm interested, the only thing that's going to affect my mood now is the Champions League. And I don't actually, I'm not overly 
concern at where we finish in the league this season. I'll, I'll, I'll almost allow us to take a season off because it's just it has actually gone down the list in priorities for me right now. Yeah, but it's, okay. it's it's mad because like we're, okay, we're we're having a bad season, but we're going through a goal. We're what what you could be considered a golden era, like you know the the last few seasons we've had have been incredible, and right bang in in a season where things have gone wrong. Okay, there's COVID and everything else, and football is just not really interesting anymore. But I could actually bring myself to going out shopping instead of watching Liverpool at the moment. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I, I couldn't I couldn't have done that during the Hodgson days. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I put it to you this way, though, Andy. Isn't that simply you wouldn't do it now on the Champions League, night. No. You're gonna do it no. now in the league because we're out because we're not competing to win it now. That's interesting, right? That's probably where I'd, I'll, I'll fall on the other side of the fence. Like football for me is just something at this at this point in my life, and it's not just Liverpool; it's just football in general. It's just something that if I happen to be around when it's on, I'll watch it. If it's not, I'm not moving anything. To, I'm not changing anything in my life to, to make room for it to go watch a football match. Nothing. There's no, there's no football match at all at this point in time that I would put over doing anything else. Like, that's just, though, Phil, in your, in your, like, you know, when, when you said to me, uh, after the Champions League final, when we beat Spurs, you said, I'm back in, like, I'm back in, I'm, I'm buying back into football. I'm back in this love with this whole thing. What would you, I mean, what sort of sacrifices you made? I'm not talking about like saying no to him, this is because you're going it's, shopping, it's, but how far, when does it, when does it become acceptable? When does it become unhealthy? What you do to watch I'll, a game, football? I'll, I'll go the opposite way to you, right? So when I set up this podcast way back, right? I was deeply enthralled to watching Liverpool and, and dreaming of Liverpool winning the league and being competitive and watching everything to do, tracking the transfer market, listening to all the rumours, watching everything that's going on at Sky Sports, building all this type of stuff. And so I think I got so buried deep in Liverpool and football for so long that eventually you just give up. Your body just gives up to it and it's just it just it just becomes you just step back from it all and you just say, you know, this is the this it's a great irrelevance. It's designed to it's designed to fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Be treated essentially like a drug. You love winning, right? So you want to see more of it. But if you have, even losses are addictive because you have something to talk about. It's so it's a conversational point that exists with your mates. It's something that you can sit around and talk about. So at this moment in time, when I think about it, Andy, I can have the same conversations with the same group of lads that doesn't involve football and have as much crack talking about just things in general now at, the, at this at this phase of my life than football. Football brought us all together, but it isn't the thing that binds us anymore, right? So it's not. It's, there's so much other life experiences and things that are going on outside football, which has made football just something that's nice to do. And in the, for me, in the current situation of the pandemic, it's not even to do with Liverpool's form this season. It's the pandemic itself. I literally have little to no interest in football as a product. I'm not even talking about Liverpool now. I'm just talking about football in general as a product because it's so irrelevant. It's not a good thing to watch. There's nothing enjoyable about it. And I know, Ray, you said I'm not going anywhere on a Champions League 
um, night to it. But like to me, it's the same thing. I turn on it's an empty, soulless experiment that's going on at this moment in time, and it really brings home the idea. And I would have been one saying our oh, fans and stadiums don't really make that much of a difference until I saw it and I realised, no, it, it's it is it's dead. It's absolutely dead. The, the product as something to watch is dead. And I love, I love when Andy asked me what what has me back in when when I, I was back in based on the idea of the Spurs game because. The passion, you could feel the passion from both sets of fans coming through the camera and through the noise that we exhibited in that stadium that night. When we're on a run and Anfield is bopping, right? And I mean, like, when you think about the way uh, that Anfield was from November on of last season, when it looked like we had a real chance of winning the league and we went on that remarkable run, that it was unbelievable because normally you don't get to feel that until the March, the end of March, April time. You think of 13, 14. We weren't really like we weren't running away with the league back in the November December, in fourteen fourteen it all got shoehorned into this amazing sensation that builds and the crescendo that builds from February right the way through to May right, and it's like you just feel that passion. It comes you can watch it on the television and that makes you shift things around. It makes you want to go. Oh, I'm not missing this. I'm not missing a heartbeat of this because there's, at the moment and I even found it just it just becomes soulless the way football is at the moment. And I think the more you go down this route of forcing sport into empty stadiums with, without people, the more you drive people ultimately away from the sports and you remove that relevance and that importance to them in in in, in their lives. And, and, and look, for for me, I think it's great. Like Andy, you still love it, right? You still love it in terms of rape. You still love it, right? And what it is, and I would never discourage anyone from from loving their passion. For me, I've just it's not my passion anymore. It's not no, a passion. I I, I, to, I totally get that in the current climate. It's it's not enjoyable at all, and I could I could live with missing a match. But when when things are back to normal, I don't know. I, I I've realised that I think I feed off the atmosphere more than what's happening on the pitch a yeah. lot of the time, like. I don't I don't look back on cup finals as my greatest memories of football. I, I think I look back more on those big nights where it got really noisy and really heated. Um like Mohammed uh Farrow UK makes a really good uh, point there. He doesn't feel like eating when we lose for a few hours. I'm totally the same. Like it's it's just if it drains it like so much when you know when we're in forget this current climate football. But what it does to your emotions and your mood and, and, and everything the next day. But on the flip side, what I can do for you, I could I could be going through something normal, real life, a real life problem. And then I think of the Barcelona 4-0. And it'd be like hearing a hearing um a tune that gets wrong that puts you in good mood. It's a it's amazing what what it can actually do for you in a positive way as well. But boy, God, like when when it's bad, it's bad. I just hate waking up the next day after getting knocked out of Europe or or after being beaten by the Manx or you know when it, it's just it's just mad. It's it's it is quite unhealthy when you think about it. Can I ask? Well, I, 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 I'll be honest. I thought it was a bit of a shock to to me how 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 much I miss the fans in the stadium, and I don't mean the atmosphere. Just that you thought that the game itself between two competitive sides might be enough to. You know, to tickle you over. And last season, all you have to go on is the end of last season when when the force came in and where we gonna do it. And we were just getting carried along with here, here comes the force Premier League. But now we have it from from day one, and it's it's just amazing the difference between watching 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 the game now with without fans in the stadium. You know, can I can I can I offer another bit with sort of that drove the sort of stake into how this passion I've become from football. I think. Us reverting to being absolutely shite this season has been much harder to take 
than watching us being shy for 20 odd years. Mm, right? yeah, cool. Because yeah, well, I don't, that's the distance between where we were till now was. Mm. But I, I'd, I'd, I'd gotten to the stage where I just had got that sense of the, that 80s feeling where I wasn't worried about turning on the game to watch us play. I expected us to win. And if we lost, it would be a rarity. Right. Mm. Um, and when we were winning the games we were expected to win. And that's been the way it's been with Klopp for two or three years. And I think that's also allowed me to mentally step away from having to rigorously follow the game and rigorously follow the matches in the form because you sort of know this team could turn out and if they're not playing well they still probably win and you know what the outcome is going to be and that's how I started watching games in, on replay as opposed to watching them live but this has really been harder for me to take in terms of us reverting back to being absolutely shite this season because yeah. it felt like you couldn't turn us you couldn't reverse our form that quickly even in my worst predictions, I thought we'd end up with 86, 87 points this season and whoever gets over 90 wins the league, right? I couldn't see us ending up with maybe 65, 66 points this season in any in any sense, even losing the, the defenders we, had, we did. And that to me has been even a greater sort of draw away from even caring at this point. And when I mean caring, I know people will just say like, oh, they can't say, I just don't care. But like, it's very hard to be emotionally invested in something that is just adding to more anxiety and frustration and not bringing joy in this current climate. And that to me is where I find myself even more emotionally removed. No fans, shit form. And then you just have the the rest of the crap that's going on around you in the world. You just don't need it. You want to escape. Football is an escape for me. Sorry, that's the simplest way for me to put it. Football has always been an escape, and it's no longer an escape. And if you no longer have that escape, it's very hard to to really care about setting aside a time and to escape from what you're living in because it's it's part of the the it's part of the shit that you have to deal with on a daily basis. Basically, yeah. I mean, one of the mad things about you know the, the, you're saying about losing that kind of fear of turning on the telly and, and and seeing us lose or whatever that had kind of gone i mean as as p as sort of day trippers i guess as people who are going to travel back over to liverpool in the, in the future i mean we 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 were privileged to be going over it for a period of a couple of years um mm. without really the fear like we were so invincible like you were almost like i know you don't go over to games to guarantee a win sort of thing but you were going over there with 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 fairly realistic expectations that you were going to see a decent game and that you know you were probably you weren't gonna you you weren't gonna come back off the end of a you know a loss to West Brom or a loss to you know Stoke back in the day or whatever it might have been like you're actually gonna go over watch a you know a quality team with some absolute superstars probably tear shreds out of you know the opposition and now when we go back you know we're we're gonna have lost that we're gonna have kind of moved a little bit away for that now hopefully it'll all it'll all come back but you know there is that there is that there is that shame to 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 what's happened that we that we that we don't kind of necessarily get that anymore i'll never forget i'll never ever forget how hard it was coming home from a liverpool game on the slow ferry when we were kids yeah that that drive back from uh liverpool to hollyhead and a banger um onto the ferry that was like all over the place, you were guaranteed to get sick. Uh, and like, you know, to top it all, Liverpool, Liverpool lost or or when we were good then as well, and we drew. Um, it was so heartbreaking. And 
you know, you hadn't even got a cabin to be in. You just were lying on the ground, puking and that. Oh, for fuck's sake! I mean, yeah, do you remember, do you remember they heard the rattle of the glasses from the from the bar or the cafe? That's oh, all you could hear. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. At least, at least the grown ups could go and get uh, a few points. <laughs> if you yeah, as bad as the Hollyhead Ferry was, the other one was a nightmare as well. Andy, the seven hour, the old school one. Oh, I never got. I never got that as a kid. Oh, it was vile. Boy, right. I want to. I want to take. I want to take Andy's topic on because it's, it was. It was. It's good opener, and it sort of leads into my topic, which is in the current scenario. Have you found yourselves being drawn to other sports, or do you see the same issues playing out across all the sport outside of the ones that seem to have fans or countries that have fans back in those sports? Um. From my point of view, like as I've, I've I've long been on here, I watch an awful lot of American football and American sports in general. Um, and I found I watched an awful lot of the games where they'd left fans back into the stadiums across, particularly around the college season where they were having twenty twenty five thousand in in the southern states in America. And that definitely didn't have any issues at all longer term in terms of COVID cases. Um, and you look, at, but then I look at stuff like German football, Spanish football. To completely turned off to what's going on there. The, I, this, this is the first Cheltenham in a long, long time. I didn't bother even watching any, at one of the races. No crowds there. Just, just, there's just no point to it. Um, and same could be said for rugby. I'd be, I know Shane would be taking the piss now out of us in the, in the <laughs> WhatsApp group. But like, I, I would have normally religiously watched the Six Nations and watched Leinster in, in the, the, the European Cup or in the Pro 14. Haven't bothered watching a single game. Again, no fans, no passion. It's just soulless. And I think also fake crowds has driven me mad. I will say one thing, lads, and I think when I was thinking about this topic, I think it came to a sudden realisation that COVID has become a sport for me, right? So because it has all the tangibles, right? All the all the phraseology that they're using, game of two halves, that they were, 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 were close to the end now. It's this uh, last bit to get us over the top. You've got all these stats going on every day. There's cases, there's deaths. It's like there's, yeah, there's all that type of stuff that's going on. And you can follow it almost like a sport. Now, I don't mean that in a bad way, but the way it's presented to us, the way sports broadcasting has permeated into mainstream news so is that you follow stories like they are a a game in some sort because it, it, it gamifies what goes on and it almost it brings you closer to it. if you're into sport in any way it's 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 drawing you in all the time you're looking at this going oh what's ha- what's going to happen next what's going to happen next and you get that pull that's there and i'm just wondering from your point of view have you found yourselves drawn to any other sports or other hobbies that wasn't there beforehand andy no, 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 it wasn't there beforehand, but I've really enjoyed golf. Um, even like, like going back to last uh, season's tour when there was no fans, like they're they're letting a limited amount of fans. There was some fans back at the Phoenix Open, the waste management, and I don't know whether you're familiar. The this 16 par three has a big gal, a big stadium thing. It's it's like it's like no other uh, golf hall in the world, but that place is normally. Uh, people hanging from the rafters and the noise and it's the crack but the limited amount of fans at that but generally like having no spectators in a go- on a golf course doesn't take away any enjoyment in fact it probably makes it a little bit better especially on the US tour when, when people are shouting mashed potato and, and all sorts of stupid things uh, but, um, but I've really yeah I've really enjoyed sitting down to watch 
that is a spark. And actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it was it was kind of like a trophy to me when I got blocked by those. Uh, so it is a bit like a sport. Anytime I got blocked. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no golf golf it hasn't um hasn't really been impacted for me. Uh, not being able to play golf is a killer, but as a spectator sport, I think it's pretty good. I'd way rather now sit down on a Thursday especially with the Masters coming up, and I watch the whole thing. Uh, I know there's going to be a limited amount of spectators because America is a lot different to here at the moment. But um, but that, that to me, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. slightest. So that, that's one sport. Can't really think of anything else. I know all the rugby fans that I know are GA fans. They don't. They're, they're all the same. It, it's just not. It's just not. I think the fans make those type of sports. Mm. 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 That's fair enough. Ray Brady. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I've taken up any extra interest in, in, in other sports at all. Most of them are suffering the exact same way. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be a boxing fan and maybe maybe a bit of uh, MMA as well, but it, all of them have suffered terribly by, by no fans even in there. Even to the, the extent where... You know the MMA in particular. I actually got a bit of a torn off it because the the, 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 the there was a bit of sickening noise of some of the blows that you wouldn't normally hear um, when they when they're in a full stadium. But um, yeah, I, I, I've just I've given it a wide berth. Feel it's like I said, it's actually been a shock to me just how important it is in in regards to everything. Like we, so the, you're getting noises pumped into stadium. So it's not actually the noise. It's you, it's a genuine feeling that you get from a real 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 audience there. So it doesn't matter what sounds they're pumping in; it's still not doing it for us. Everyone's saying the same thing. It's just, it's just totally different. Um, yeah, it's just nothing else. Maybe me sea swimming would I count that as doing something different that I wasn't doing before? I think it is. I think it's worth. It. I, I, it was another bit that I was going to say is I think an awful lot of more people are going are partaking in doing an activity now than would have been beforehand. So like they can't like the. the Organized sport because it's been cancelled has led people more into individual activities, be it wine tasting, be it alcoholism, be it eating too much, be it sea swimming, be it running, be it whatever. It's like it genuinely is. It's interesting to see how people have 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 taken up different things and sort of got into different things. Like Ray, you say the the sea swimming thing, but you're not you're not just the only one in Ireland. It's been an absolute boom over the last yeah. twelve months. It's like it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 turned huge because again it's one of those simple things you just need to a pair of jocks a towel and away you go off down the beach no matter what time of year it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Dicko yourself you have a bike there in the background you're obviously planning to fly the Tour de France there with that bike so it's uh, mm-hmm. well, uh, well, anything any new, any new hobbies new sports that you've got found yourself being attracted to while this um, shitstorm goes on. I do plan to get on the bike at some point over the next few weeks. The weather's perking up, but um, no, the um, the it's funny you mentioned the American football. That'd probably be my second kind of favorite sport, and I didn't find the viewing experience too too different this season. To be honest with you, I mean, at the end of the day, red zone was red zone. Like that's how we consume. Generally speaking, that's how we consume the NFL now from the UK. Um, and okay, I've been some to some games occasionally, but to be honest with you, that that's my experience, and I enjoyed it just as much as much as uh, I've done in previous seasons. The, the the one that I didn't really get into so much was the college football. Uh, you know that that really does 
for me need you know all of the fans mm. in the stadium like seeing those 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 college games with you know hundred thousand plus just blows my mind and, and the atmosphere as a result of that um and the games just seem to have mad momentum swings which generally involve the crowd really yep. start to get into the game and 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 kind of having an impact and just seeing that the you know the the, the the TV pan into those those crowds going going mad um that really sort of that that turned me away from the college football season this season um I, I did find myself more engaged in in some of the games particularly the last the last week or so where the where the internationals in certain countries did allow um did allow fans in the stadium I'll, you know I re- i'm really looking forward to the fact you know even a few thousand fans i think makes a huge difference i've watched some games in uh, uh, you know saturday mornings you'll sometimes catch an a-league or game in australia and obviously they've got fans in the ground and i do think it helps uh, massively by having a few fans and do the thing that i might find myself getting into because uh, i know their season's uh, due to start, if not uh, this weekend, it maybe it was last weekend. Is the Australian uh, NRL rugby um, over there and the AFL, and they'll have crowds. They'll they'll be better experienced. Let's do this fast. Your cousin from Boston, Sam Adams Summer Ale is brewed with a hint of citrus, perfect for a hot summer day like this one. End a commercial. It's peak tanning hours, dude. I'm out. Sam Adams Summer Ale. The Boston Beer Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Drink responsibly. Audiences, I would imagine, and because I lived in Australia for a few years, I did tend to watch them when I was living there because you were on the right time zone while you were living there. So it just became more a pattern to, to start watching those sports. So, uh, yeah, definitely watching a few more different sports, but it is based around crowds because I am, like some of the lads are saying there, like I'm fed up with watching uh, empty stadiums. It just it, it, it's such a, and I don't put the fake crowd noise on anymore. I prefer to wear the players. So no, I, I, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to fans back in the stadium. I know that's my topic in a little while, but. Um, I'm completely fed up with empty stadiums. Okay, right. Sorry, I was going to... You know, to, to get to... You know, I, like, I like watching the American football when it comes close to the, the Super Bowl, but when I seen Ray actually um, celebrate a, a touchdown or fucking Troy or whatever you call it... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like proper, like Liverpool have scored a winner, like in the no way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, proper, like proper. touchdown, <laughs> mega, mega shit, like you know, fucking, and even like you have oh, all the league. Oh, you beauty! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has the lingo, like that's it. Yeah, that you know, right for the end zone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean. It's, it, it actually was an eye opener uh, seeing that for the first time and then actually going to those bars that show the American football as well, where it's a wall to wall like Rez, um, all giving it socks and their jerseys and chicken wings all over their faces. <laughs> you could actually be, te- you could be tempted by getting dragged into it, like because there is, is fans of some of those games. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, to be fair, to be fair, like I, I, I adore the American football. You know, like, but even that, as a viewing experience, there was no combine this year. That's been ruined. So you're just left looking at pro days, um, and the draft is coming up. But thankfully, there'll be people at the draft just to shout randomly. You see, the one thing about American sport is that the fans are insane. So it's just yeah. great that they just they just, and they just shout random stuff. Like you know yourself, Andy, as you're saying from the golf, like mashed potato and, and stuff. Like yeah, fight and win. Big cheese hat on. Big cheese, the cheese heads are all the green bay See who couldn't? Who doesn't love American sport? But like, even, yeah. but watching like the the basketball and stuff, it's still shit without the fans. Like everything, everything is shit without fans. And to be fair, right? That I know that this is your topic. You wanted to talk when Gav saying it, Gav. You're not going to talk about this again. But I think it's relevant, and I think it's becoming more relevant as we start seeing fans in some sports and not fans in other sports, and fans in some countries and not in other countries. Sorry, Owen, we are going to discuss that, and anybody, everybody else that's asking, there's loads of people um, asking, are we going to discuss Canati? And yes, yeah, we are. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, first, first, I want to lead on from that. So, get, and it also arises out of um, a report that came out today, which they're expecting to get fans. They're going to try bringing big crowds back into stadiums on April 17th and 18th in England for the FA Cup semis, I think it is. So, um, Ray, take it away. Your topic, what do you want to say? No, I just I, I haven't watched you know games in the last week or so with fans in the crowd. It just it, it, it hit home that 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 it's it it's been missing for too long now, and that really you know get fans back in the stadium, the better really for 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 everyone. And I, and I think I think we'll have a massive you know we'll have a massive lift. I, I, obviously, it's going to come too late. I think obviously in the season to salvage you know all the points that we dropped. Uh, and I'm adamant that we wouldn't have dropped. We wouldn't have had those successive home defeats with 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 crowds. There's no way that 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 record would have uh, would would you know would have well it may have been broken by one game. Let's face it, you know. Yeah. You take your hats off to City, but some of the other muck that we've lost to um, this this season in this one of home yeah. games is, is an absolute joke, really. I told uh, you I'm not counting them as home losses anyway. And, I, and, I, and I'm with you 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you 100%. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know the talk is um, for, 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 for the fans to be in the game, uh, you know, um, for the last game, the last home game of the season. Um you know, which is a, which is a shame in some ways because I think we'll probably be just doing the usual lap of clappy on us sort of thing, clapping the players and the families on the pitch when we finish sixth or seventh. Like lappy clappy on. Us. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, you know that's what I've become used. That's why that's why we've all grown up on exactly. Them just it walking is. around the pitch with their families, they're looking forward to seeing what their wife was wearing and what the kids mm. might have on. Which kid? Which kid hates their dad as a footballer and prefers someone else on the team? Glenn yeah. Johnson, Glenn Johnson falling out with the fans. <laughs> that look <laughs> like and all that sort of stuff. I mean, that's that's been that's been us for you know thirty years basically, and we were obviously bleeding robbed of the opportunity to have a different type of uh, season end. You know, um, I mean, we couldn't even. I remember thinking, like, you know, when we when we fell short, and we then we obviously go on to win the Champions League the following week. You kind of wanted to celebrate. 
with the players there that we were about to win a Champions League, but you couldn't even, you know, give yourself that kind of uh, aspect mm-hmm. because you couldn't take it for granted that we were going to go and do it the following week in Madrid sort of thing. So, no, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I, I, I know listening to other podcasts and whatnot, like it's having a profound mm-hmm. impact on a lot of people's, you know, kind of mental health, people who would normally go to the to the, to the games and it's, an, it's a massive part of their you know, weekly routines. And I, and I think, you know, all round, it's going to be, you know, a massive lift, um, you know, not just for us, but I think for the for, for, for the fans in general. And it's going to be interesting because the, the club have already get, get given um, the option uh, or they've, they've announced that they're given an option for, for fans to, um, to take a, a season off, a season holiday, a season ticket holiday. For, for next season so you know hopefully uh, depending on what the what the fan capacity is you know i'd imagine there'll be a, a few a good few who'll take that option um and, and maybe there'll be a little bit more t- ticket availability knocking around for, for for general fans and for for general sale but it, it's no doubt it's going to be a a hot uh, you know a, a hot sort of uh ticket next season to to try and get into anfield and like I, I can't wait, you know, to be able to get back into Anfield at some point next season, um, and 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 you know, just get get that connection back because I, I really have missed it this season. It's been a massive miss out of out of my life, and I just wanna, I just wanna get back in there and and show, even though in some ways it's going to be hollow, just just show the appreciation for the lads having won that league because we we won't forget that they actually did it for us ultimately. You know what I mean? What color, what uh, what sort of time frame are you talking about before it's full capacity? Um, they're, they're talking about May May seventeenth. The, the last games of the season they were planning on having full capacities in the stadiums. Oh, I don't oh. think so. no, no, no. Half, half, 10, no. 10,000 or half, whichever whichever was the least. You wait and see now, Boris. Big thumbs up. Get them all in for the Euros. He'll try lash as many people as he possibly can into the stadium. Which no, is, he, um, like. Realistically, uh, you know, Ray, you were talking about next season and and the yeah. season tickets. Look, maybe the, the clubs now more more than we do, obviously. But I would have thought that this time next year we would definitely have a full ground. I yeah, I mean, I, I get the I get the feeling from the communication that come out that they'd be confident of allowing everyone to renew the season ticket for next season and they'd be able to go to the games. If that so, that suggests mm. to me that they're probably confident of are being allowed half a capacity based on the number of season ticket holders and the general capacity of the total capacity of the ground. So um, they're probably assuming a certain percentage of um, holi- people taking the one season holiday. Um, but still, I think I, I, I'd be say, I'd be, I'd be saying half capacity when we kick off in August. Sure. Do you think there's a, a bigger a bigger thing at play there, giving people the opportunity to have a season off? Do you think there's something else going on there, like something? It could, it could be. They, I mean, they could they could well be looking at you know people if they you know pe- people who may just decide not to go back, not to renew, and giving people the opportunity to take a year just to let that kind of mm. continue to mull uh, over that over that possibility that that they don't actually want to go back full-time again because I think people's people's habits and people's priorities may well have changed over the last 12 months and it's probably given some people an opportunity to maybe consider whether they want to continue with the season tickets. So maybe that comes into it. 
Mm. It's um, it's a, it's all a horrible mess though, isn't it? Like, uh, uh, let's say even if they do the like, have, have they even spoke about how they do it with um, uh, the half capacity, for example? That you know, you have your your set seats, which are season ticket. How how is it decided? You're one week on, the fella next door is one week on, one week off. It's an absolute nest. Then there's celebrations. Are you not allowed hug and put your mate in a headlock and grab the steward by the arse and fall down the steps when you celebrate a goal? All this. Like I mean, it's it's like how how much longer do we have to put up with this pissy water down version? It's terrible. I think the whole team was just listening to you there, Ray, talking about us winning the league, and you know it will seem you know to try celebrate something so long after the event is going to be tough, you know, and and it like it just seems like yeah, I'm saying for fuck's sake, so they're going to let people in the ground now for City win the league. Yeah, there we were, thirty years waiting, and we couldn't get fucking one. Like seriously, piss the fuck off. Who's deciding this shit against us? Like, seriously. You know? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, here's, I here's, here's, slip. Yeah. But right, right, Dick, do you not think it's going to be a requirement that to get into a stadium, you're going to have to show that you've had at least your first shot of your vaccine? Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean... Look, the UK vaccination program is, is is well and truly sort of, you know, in full swing. I mean, they're talking about over 40s, maybe in another three weeks, getting mm-hmm. kind of the open invitation. So by the time, you know, given given that most of the season ticket holders, I'd say that, well, they will know the age profile of the season ticket holders, still probably an amazing amount of over 120. There's a are, lot of people with season tickets that are nearly 200 years old, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you take the over 120s out the equation, yeah, yeah, yeah. you probably know exactly how many real people are going to yeah. come. Chewbacca and Yoda, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't imagine there's many like under 30s of season ticket holders, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, so most of, most of the season ticket population, I'm sure, will have been had the first shot by. Uh, by, by August time, uh, unless they live in another country like a few other unfortunate sods that we won't mention. <laughs> so, well, I mean, like for what Phil's saying, though, what's so for, for, the, for the general sale then outside the season tickets, then are we are we saying it will only be season tickets because they can have some tar- sort of traceability with the, the people who own them tickets in regards to uh, tests and, and proving that they are proving that they've had the vaccine, like, um. What are you talking? Flashing a passport that you've had your test as you're going in and scanning your ticket on the way in the gate. It's just... I, I think I think Ray, to, even to get into most European countries come July time, there's going to be some type of worldwide vaccine style passport, at least in the Western based countries, right? Because it's the easiest way to get travel back up and running. Without it, you won't get travel back up and running. And on that basis, it's going to be carried on, on your devices or something like that that you can scan. And the club will be able to read the barcode readers the same way as they can do it with tickets and stuff like that. And if you don't have it, you're not getting through the, through the gates. And yeah, to be fair... Like, that. They already started that process. Everyone who went into the stadium, the 6,000 people, 2,000 per game for the three games, mm-hmm. were only able to gain access through 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 the mobile uh, phones yeah. as, their, as their ticket. Um, so the card, like the cards, to me are kind of redundant now. I would imagine that they've they've made the leap to that technology. They were talking about it for years. There was always barriers. Yeah, there was always barriers to do it. A lot of you know fan 
groups and you know they they were a little bit scared of upsetting people but they kind of they've 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 grasped it now the technology's been there for a while they got the opportunity they've made the leap they're on the new platform you're probably just going to be made to upload you know scan just like um season ticket holders were made to scan copy of their id passport driving license whatever they're gonna probably ask people to scan a copy of their um evidence of the vaccine um, link that to their to their account and that will give someone the green light to be able to enter the stadium um so it, it you know uh, you probably will i would imagine you may well need to have at the very least a membership you know a, a valid membership card so that there's uh track and traceability of fans going in and out the ground i i have to say like i, I and i think it, it's from a wider society perspective if you don't get a vaccine, you can't expect to return to normal. Like in my head, it's like this is it's 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 caused too much deaths and breaking up of normal life for people. And if you're not prepared to have a vaccine, that's fine. But you don't you're not entitled to a, to a, the freedoms that you can associate with normal life on that basis. And if you if you get a vaccine, then you should be entitled to have the freedoms that you had prior to this all starting, so that you can get back out, you can go to crowds, and right, you can do exactly. Ray B, you can do exactly what you want. If everyone in the crowd has a vaccine and somebody jumps up and wants to celebrate the goal, and if you want to give an old squeeze to the steward's arse, you'd be more than entitled to do it. Right? I'm once, partial to that now, I have to w- say. W- once, once the steward is, is, is also reciprocal in terms of what he, that he's allowing it to do. So I just, look, for me, it's it's fine. I have no issue with it. That's if you want to go to the games. If, there's nobody's forcing you to go to the games. There's nobody forcing you to do anything. Nobody's saying you should do it, but if you, I think you, you got to expect that you have to go and do something if you want to get back to some form of normality, because yeah. otherwise like it's I, not going to happen. I, I, have a, I have a mate there who who's complaining that the UK are are rushing them their way back to normal ahead of Ireland, and I says, well, that's because they're getting vaccinated, uh, but he's he's refusing a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So how can you how can you have it both ways? I mean, look, fair enough, fair enough. If clubs are. Uh, like you know concerts and one of the stipulations is that you, you have they have to make it a safe space for everybody that's there says you have to be vaccinated what why why is there this thing where people are somehow uh trying to say that it's infringing on their their rights mm-hmm. like there there has to be there has to be rules around these things it's, it's not like a, a, it's not like pretend there actually yeah, has no, been people. So people just like giving out don't they uh, that's the bottom line yeah. people just but like fucking giving out the other bit is Andy people bits. have this this mad concept that their lives are actually important to governments like <laughs> let's be honest about it there's about 1% of people whose actions actually matter and the other 99% are irrelevant like anyone, anyone that's moaning about government tracking them and controlling them while on a YouTube channel right on their devices uh you might want to think about what you're doing there. It's because if it's really if it's really affecting you, you should be up the mountain living in a wooden hut with no access to technology whatsoever and a tinfoil hat because the tinfoil hat is so important to put on top of your head. That's the most important yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Like one, one thing one thing what that, that COVID has done is exposed extreme amount of stupidity around the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it's it's a it's a it's a real leveler. I mean nobody nobody was entitled to know anything about what the effects of a pandemic or a virus beforehand. But everybody got the chance at the exact same time to start learning and developing and understanding for it. And it's amazing how far apart some people are in in their understanding at this point, a year now, over a year into this, that it's 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 incredible that there's still people denying 
that it even exists or it's engineered, all the conspiracies. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Uh, and even, even down to the level of people's just the, the, their head in the sand, ignoring, ignoring the reality. Well, and, and the social media is, is, is mental and it can push you down one particular. You start going down one side of the, one yeah. side of the fence and everything else is linked to that. You've it's already... The, the cookies, the cookies uh, being there on that particular path, yep. they'll drive you there, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Yeah, yeah. But, but right, yeah. right. There's, 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 there's a part of the world that people refuse to grasp, which is around that cookies and data, and understand that the data is the new, is the new dollar signs, right? Mm -hmm. They want that because they're able to, they're able to listen to what you, what you want. Well, it's to sell you stuff, right? It's to mm -hmm. sell you what you're, what you're talking about. It's to sell you what, what they're doing. The whole thing is about making money. If people mm -hmm. think that this is about controlling your lives and controlling what's going on, they're mad, because to try control nine billion people in the world is the most insane thing ever because we can't control ourselves. How do you think somebody's going to control you? Like, uh, there is no such thing as God. There's no such thing as magic people who can control you. There's, you may as well be talking about the lizard aliens who control us from the moon base who have had put their representatives on Earth like your man Zuckerberg off Facebook because he's the closest thing you're going to get to a lizard king, right? Because look at his head. He's the same color. And on talk about social media and Facebook likes and everything else, right? I'm going to ask you a question. Kanate, biggest rumor that was associated today, Ray, and this is your Ray Razor Brady. This is this is your, your topic here. The links to Ibrahim Kanate, uh, the the as somebody taught today, the right back Leipzig player. <laughs> Straight away, too much FIFA for them. Right back. Um, so yeah, uh, Ray, how were you feeling when you saw the rumors break today? Did you get a tingle of excitement, or are you just wondering, wondering what's going on? No, well, I'm going to be honest, extremely honest, and I'm not one for watching um, fucking uh, foreign leagues too often and saying that I watched 94 games in the Bundesliga and the French League and this, that and the other. So I seen the guy playing against us and I was well impressed with him. So you see yourself getting linked with a centre-half, which we're fucking crying out for. So yeah, as soon as I seen it, and then obviously the price is 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 seems ridiculous. His buyout clause, from what I read, £33 million or £38 million euro. Um, for and, and even an average player at that, that type of is 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 cheap on in in today's markets. So yeah, overly impressed. And then obviously, as as usual, <laughs> they give it and they take it away. The next thing that I seen on social media was his injury list. So um, <laughs> you know, yeah, they go, yeah, it looks like we're 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 making a move here. We're getting things signed up and getting getting things sorted early in the. It, You know, and, and all of a sudden then his injury stuff comes up. And then I went read into it a bit more and uh, the injuries that you were seeing, obviously they, they were almost shocking our tactics. They were You were getting quoted the, the amount of games he was out and half of that was while he was on the summer holidays over in uh, Cartown. So, you know, uh, yeah, well impressed. I mean, well, was like, I mean what are we thinking? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a young, young, uh, right-sided centre-back who, who looked decent when I seen him playing. So, yeah, I'm happy. Playing against you're us. Not looking, you're not looking you're at, looking the, at the, the match. 
You're looking at open yeah, mechanical. No, I wasn't yeah. looking at anything. Like, no, didn't yeah, you're that. fucking that's, there. That's, that's that's tough, I was mad. Canate didn't play against us. Canate didn't play against us. Ray Brady, Canate <laughs> didn't play against us. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> 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 Ray, Ray that, Dico. That fella that wasn't Kanate was very good. <laughs> yeah, that other fella that wasn't Kanate, that's what I said. Yeah. Ray Dico, after that, great insight there from Ray Brady because he's been following for years. It's opposite end of the scale, isn't it? To, to the Vinny Fair conversation last week. You know, it's uh, Vinny knew his, Vinny knew his onions, raises <laughs> make He goes along. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm, no, am I mean, alone? I should just. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna carry on in that same uh, theme, Razor. So I'm, I'm only, I'm only slagging you just before I'm about to continue on that theme. Um, look, why, why didn't he play against us? By the way, was he injured? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get his game. Doesn't get his game. <laughs> <laughs> didn't pay his stubs. <laughs> uh, he's played right. He's played nine games this year, <laughs> okay. and he played eight games last year. Okay, it's not. It's not promising. He doesn't nobody's score. Seen, nobody's seen. Let's face it. Nobody's seen him play. <laughs> not even he's seen himself play <laughs> uh, I mean look he fits the he does fit the mould doesn't he he fits the kind of the, the model that we persistent with you know he's what 21 21 years 21 years of age and um, he obviously he, he'll, he'll have a certain ceiling that they would imagine you know would allow potentially them to at least recoup the outlay if not more in the future so like with those boxes ticked i suppose you know it, it, it's something that we've got to we've got to accept is an approach that that that, they, that they're going to take um i don't know i mean Kabak for me you know he still so i know there was when we spoke last week you know there was kind of there seemed to be two, four, and two against on that particular um, podcast. So maybe a 50-50 split. I still think Kabak's worth signing and, and would be an addition, a good addition to the to the depth of the centre backs that we've got. I don't know where does where do we see this fella slot in? Do we see him being that 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 natural maybe sort of number two centre back? I don't know. I guess if we do sign him, he's probably in in a in a fight for the second spot alongside Gomez and then maybe you've got Kabak as your number as your number four. Um and I don't know, does that mean Matip leaves? Uh do you know, do we keep Nat Phillips hanging around? Look, I mean we we, we need to sign say I I'd say if we do sign if we do sign this fella and Kabak, that will probably be it. Um I, I don't see us signing anymore. Um uh, I like the timing of it. If if we're going to sign someone, I'd rather get the business done early and not be, especially in a kind of a uh, a summer where there's going to be tournaments, you know, tournament football, and sometimes you get suckered into pl- paying too much for someone who kind of flatters to, to the scene. So, um, Kev O'Sullivan's saying, watch the fair bit of him. He's the real deal. Maybe can I just I, say? Can I just? Me and I Kev watch them together. 
Right. Anyone anyone who's watched the Champions League this season has and watched the Leipzig games in the Champions League this season has probably watched about as much as you're gonna watch if you watched them in the Bundesliga because he played six he played all six group games in the in the Champions League and only nine games in the Bundesliga for a whole season. The fella but Phil, I, I said, yes, Andy. How do you how do you unblock someone on there on, on this thing? You Chris, did you? Yeah, I didn't mean to. I just yeah. I meant to block someone else, and it wasn't him, and I just blocked him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Chris, don't if, know. Chris, if you can log into Streamyard and, and unblock yourself. Be great. <laughs> <You'd> be grand. So what are we thinking? What's like a main fight? So where we all expecting after the injury <laughs> crisis that we were going to go all balls out and buy some top of the range centre back? Are we? Are we disappointed? We're looking down this end of the thing. Is it another FSG sort of money ball? Like. Dicko's first comment there was about um, it's possible sell on value if if we if things don't work out, and that's the way we seem to approach. So I just I, is that the right way is it? The point I made to you this morning was right. So we saw in Keita, and he's only missed seven games or eleven games over three seasons with Leipzig, right? And he's only played eleven games in six seasons since he signed for us, right? We yeah. signed we signed um, Simikas, and he'd never been out with an injury ever in Greece. And he hasn't played a game or been fit for a game since he signed for us. There's no guarantee that when you sign a fella, right, that he is going to be fit all the time. Mm. Nor is there a guarantee that if a guy had picked up a few injuries beforehand, that he's not going to be fit for you when he comes in. Um, I, think got, I think I'd back the horse that's, you know, has four legs. Yeah, of course you would. But at the same time... <laughs> If you're going to sign an injury-prone centre-back, you're going to have to get rid of one of the injury-prone centre-backs that you have. So that means that one of Matip or Gomez has to go. Okay? Mm. One of Matip or Gomez has to go in this instance because both of them are prone to long-term injuries. Right? So you're ba- so then you've also got... You're taking Kabak, who's a 20-year-old, and you're taking Kanate, who's a 20-year-old. Right? Mm. It, I would probably... And I, I thought we'd sign Kabak, but I would if we sign... Canase, for me, I'd say that means that they're not going to go through with the Quebec deal because that's 18 million sterns, 20 odd million euro. The difference between the two is quite is, is quite small in real terms. Um, so are we going to sign? I don't know. But it's interesting that the uh, Leipzig um, sporting director came out this evening um, with this quote. He said he's a long contract with us and he knows what we mean to him and what it means to us. He was unlucky last year as he had a longer injury, but this year he's in a good way and he's an extremely important player. Uh, we want to help him to further develop and we play internationally, have a very good team, so I don't see a reason for him to leave us. It doesn't It doesn't say that he's, they're not going to let him leave because clearly there is a release clause there that can be activated and if it's activated, they can do nothing about it, right? I think the bigger one on this is that there is, I can't see us at some point not having some formal link up with Red Bull. If yeah. I go past this transfer, yeah, well. mm. yeah, you've got, you've got, you've had Kaiser, we've had Minamino. There seems mm. to be constant links between ourselves and either Leipzig or Salzburg players. The Red Bull brand itself would lend to the Red Bull Anfield Road end, the Red Bull <laughs> uh, main stand. Gives you wings, <laughs> gives you trusses. Um, but I can't see how at some point. Given that these, these new guys, the new fellas that have come into FSG, red, what's, what are they called? Red, red capital, red ball, red. Big ball, red, red. Big red air mascot. 
Big Red is our mascot, right? Big red so, bull. There, right there. I've got to copyright that. Big Red we bull. Wear, we wear red. Yeah. Red, <laughs> red Cardinal. Uh, redly Deadly. And that's, yeah, that's a done deal. <laughs> yeah, so uh, to me, I think the bigger, bigger logic part of this is that, like, if we had Does a former wear like, boots, who can I think? Yeah, he doesn't wear any boots, mate. He doesn't play. He's injured yeah. all the time. He wears he wears like slippers. <laughs> slippers. He wears. <laughs> <laughs> You've given me a good idea, actually, about naming a stand. I think we need to rename the Anfield Road the uh, the COVID end, and let all of all the lads who who refuse to get vaccinated. Go in the alley rows. Call it the cold. The away fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could you you could you vaccinate them as they're going in? <laughs> just um, like babe. but come here. He wears Nike boots, Andy. Just to confirm, he he is a Nike athlete, so he does. And and to be fair, Red Bull, Red Bull, whatever they're called, Red Bull Leipzig, Red Bull Salzburg, um, Red Bull Formula One. They are um, also wearing Nike gear, so you can see. The whole thing's lining up that it's all there. It's the investment you have red board, red ball, red, red, red or dead, um, Kanate. And we could then send lads back to them. We could send Firmino to them and ask them, could, would they swap for the Pats and Daka fella? Um, and we could use them as a breeding ground for what we need player wise. Isn't it true? It's what like Antic I was here saying, like, I, I can't deal with that. I can't, I can't, it can't. Not think of of Virgil not coming back to be the the, the beast he was. I just I can't let that into my head. I'm I mean, just... until until the assault by uh, Pickford, I mean his injury record was impeccable. I mean, mm. you know, that, we all win. We all used to wince when he went down with a, a little knock on the ankle or something, and he used to just bang back up when he used to run it off within a few minutes. He was played him in every single game, even games where you normally know Klopp doesn't give a bollocks about. Mm, yeah. he, he played. He played very well. Incre- he was his durability was incredible. It really was. Well, given know. given that he has to have the AC, would you think it would be a good idea to sell him this year because we get loads of money from? Fuck off! <laughs> Fuck off! <Bill. laughs> no. And Andy, I want to go back in. Andy said ages ago that he thought Gomez was knackered. Do you still thinking that? I do. Yeah, I, I I honestly I I I can't imagine Liverpool hanging on to Matip and Gomez like. It's it's I, I I love them both and I, I, I it's such great uh, ambition and and uh, like I thought Gomez is going to be like him and uh, Virgil for a long long time. Yeah. But what happened to him? It's it was like it wasn't a, it wasn't an impact. His his knee just fell apart. You know I just can't see there ever being a situation where Gomez plays non-stop for for years you know without an injury he's had such bad injuries to this point but look look getting back to um Kanate like I haven't went looking at why what his injuries were because I, ha- I have well, I have a document here a dossier <laughs> but it's and oh. I'll tell you I'll tell you why number one he, we, we've just been linked to him by a lot of the journalists and the other t- the other reason is the medical staff and the players that are, are the people in the club that are paid massive money don't just look at Wikipedia. When they're doing a medical on someone, they they look at the cause of injury. And if they're if they 
Give that the go-ahead. That's good enough for me. So I'm not going to worry too much about his injury record. I just look on paper, it just doesn't look like the type of player that Liverpool are going to go after, especially given the fact that they've Gomez, Matip, and they've just spent the whole season with one with one recognised senior centre-back and, most, and a lot of the season without even one of them. So... I, I don't know. I just it do you just have a preferential work, yeah. pick for the centre half? The, uh, all three is if if, if he's got a pick, if someone yeah. says right, go yeah. get someone now to to partner Virgil. Who would you get? I'd I'd break the bank to sign Varane off Madrid. He's coming to the. He's got a year left on his deal, and he said he, he's and let's get him. Let's no, get him. Right. I don't Thanks. think he would agree. What? I don't think Shane would be on that one. Wow. Well, well. Don't really care. <laughs> Andy, you anyone? No, honestly, I, I, I just I never really get involved in in, in trying to think about who would be good first and who wouldn't be good first. Oh, remember, Dicko, what about you? I remember being impressed with your man Shores off Ajax. I don't know. It's, I heard he had a, like an 80 million buyout or something. Um, I don't know how he's been doing since, but... Um, he, he hasn't been getting his game either, has he? There we go. Under twenty ones was it? Did he score mm. a goal for the under twenty ones the other night for for Holland? Um, no, I mean I, I'm 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 like Andy. I'll just I I prefer to just see see what comes along. Um, I, I, what I would say is most of the fellas who we do get tend to get linked with. Whenever I see them, I'm never I'm very very rarely impressed to be honest with you. You know the Varans, the Upper Meccanos. Um, you know does does. Um, Who's the fella? Who's the fella for Napoli who we've been linked with um, on occasion? Valley. 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 He's twenty. Yeah. I, I just don't. I just don't see it. Right. I, I keep coming back to age as well. If you look at the age profile of this team, it's getting older. And the one thing that FSG like to do, and Edwards likes to do, is to have relatively players on the younger side of twenty-seven as opposed to on the older side of twenty-seven. If you look at Van Dijk, he's twenty-nine. He's going to be turning thirty next season, right? Um, you look at Matip. That's why I believe Matip would be the one to go. They'll still think there's residual value in Gomez because that they know a West Ham or a Burnley or a Bournemouth will pay fifty million for him if if he comes available. Like, do you know what I mean? So or Newcastle can walk like a slug. They will, they will, because you know they will. Because like, think David Moyes would have an aneurysm if he thought he could get hold of Joe Joe Gomez. No one should settle when it comes to taking care of their health and wellness. And with Everly Well, you don't have to. Everly Well makes lab testing easy with over thirty at-home lab tests from food sensitivity and vitamin D to heart health and more, all with simple sample at-home collection, free shipping and physician-reviewed results sent to your device in just days. Learn more at everlywell.com and demand better for your body. That's everlywell.com. Don't get me wrong. I I think they'll get him going again. (laughs) I think he will. We were kind of linked with, there was a lot of chatter about in the summer. Um, and and I've now got to see because he's playing in the Premier League is Ben White. I mean, I, I think he looks half decent. He looks like a player who's got who's got a, 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 you know some upside, and he's young. But but because he is young and he is English, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be looking at paying a premium. So I don't know if that's necessarily going to be something that that we that we really sort of pursue. But uh, he's you know I thought I think he's looked I think he's looked fairly decent, but. Yeah. Um, no, there's 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 no one 
there's no one high up there. I'd be I'd be really intrigued as to what what the club would be tempted by in terms of if someone come knocking on the door with a with a figure for the likes of Joe Gomez. After all, you know, if someone was willing to put forty million on the table or whatever, like would we would we would we? Would we do you know? Do you know who? Do you know who I think would would pay a stupid money for Joe Gomez? Arsenal. Potentially, yeah, yeah. They're the type of team who are looking to try to force their way back into the Champions League equation, um, and will be prepared to take a gamble on his fitness because if they could get twenty to twenty-five games out of him a season, they would see that as an upgrade on what they have there. I mean, would Leicester? I mean, I mean, Johnny Evans is still getting his game. How much longer can he? You know what I mean? Mm. But they, you know, Concert, this this fella Concert, Shani is talking about him a fair bit as well. That they, they they're mad about this Concert fella, so it'll be interesting to see if he turns out to be. Collect the car as well. That, that seems to be the one that all. Uh, apparently, there was there was interest in him. There was even a bid, like you know, all the relevance were informed. Um, in in January, but I don't know. Briefed, uh, briefed. Just, it just briefed it, it, always, it always amazes me though that you've never heard this name before. And it, suddenly, everybody seems to know about them. Like, why? Why aren't we all talking about this before the name gets leaked by a journalist? Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Don't pretend you know this but player. Do, do, you not think, do you not think there's a? Do you not think there's an argument that you like there is? You, 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 we do need to clear out the centre backs because they are so horrifically injury prone. Like mm. this isn't this isn't Gomez's first long term injury. It's not Matip's first long term injury since he signed for us, which is also co- contrary to Matip's injury um, profile before he signed for us because he didn't yeah. have long term injuries. Phil, I said like I remember when we had Lovren as well. We'd Lovren, Gomez, and Matip who could barely pull four or five games together. Mm. You know, and I fully expected before any of these horrific injuries that were season enders. I, I fully expected that last summer, or at least the summer before, we'd probably see the back of Lovren and Matip or Lovren and Gomez or Gomez. It can't carry on like that. I mean, we, we can't claim to not have seen this coming. I mean, and we did go into the season with three three uh, senior centre-backs and everybody says it's okay. It's a gamble. It was a gamble. It's a, it, it was a gamble and it was a, it was a joint decision by the club and some gambles pay off. Most of the club's gambles have paid off. But this one didn't pay off. I mean, even if those uh, those season enders didn't happen, we were still going to be without them for a huge partial season. We we're still going to be with Thiago taking our, or uh, Fabino taking out that midfield and playing centre back. And look, don't don't get me wrong, Fabino was excellent at centre back. He's able to play centre back just as well as he's able to play centre midfield. But our whole our whole team just revolves around having Fabino in that midfield and the difference he makes. To, to that midfield, I heard there's a great. I heard there's a great centre back at uh, Preston North End at the moment. Yeah. It's meant to be an upgrade on Ben he's Davies. Better. He's better than Ben Davies. I mean, Vandenberg. He's, he's a pacey young centre back, is he? And he's been seen as 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 a, as a, a, an improved version of Ben Davies, pacey and quick and great to read the game. Never injured. Never injured. <laughs> can I ask you, can I ask you, you know, away from the, the, the piss take world that is Twitter and, and our WhatsApp group, like, should we have prioritised the centre midfielder ahead of a centre back in no. in August? I said, I said, did we need Thiago? If it was a choice between having Thiago and a centre back, a fit quality centre back, 
like hindsight's a great thing. What's happened has happened, but we did know we did know Gomez and Matip were were sick notes. Can, can I say to you that the, the real gamble that took place was even if you weren't going to sign a top end centre back, the signing of Simicas made no sense on that basis. Because we needed a centre back, you could argue that you could sign a centre back and drop him in and play a left, play him as a full back. Because Gomez has played it right back. We know that even when Lovren was there, he played full back previously. I'm sure um, you could have got Matip is filled in a, in a full back position as well. You could have swapped Trent over to play left and played Nico Williams as right back if you had to get cover for Robertson. I thought signing a, a cover and left back was only sensible if you'd covered off your weaker position, which was when you let Lovren go, you needed to bring in another centre-back to cover yourself. Now, Lovren wasn't the most robust centre-back either, so it's not like you're talking about a fellow who was going to be available for 40 games a season here. So we needed to get that centre-back cover, and it was a big gamble. I, th- I thought yeah. it was a gamble not worth taking, particularly yeah. with the type of season it was going to be. Well, in terms of before before we got linked with Thiago, now that seemed to drag on for a long time but if you had have asked people where where were the positions we needed and I actually do think left back was pretty high up on everybody's priorities because we knew that Robertson just couldn't play every single game and we knew that whatever was being brought in from previous to that was just not well the not drop up off to, to Milner wasn't yeah 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 I mean it doesn't want to play there and, and everything else that goes oh. with it like Simicas just doesn't look to have paid off. He's been he's been injured he hasn't fit in or or whatever but but I, I wouldn't argue with that but but when when people got that taste for Thiago and how beautiful he looks in the midfield, like people lost seemed to lost so, uh, sight of what the real importance was, and that and that was going into going into the season with four fifth centre senior centre backs, and mm-hmm. and I don't think Klopp ever really envisioned having to rely on Phillips or or Williams. I don't think they were in his plans for the season at all. No, no. I and, think and it's been a stroke of luck that Phillips has has, has actually worked out. Dave Lennon, Dave Lennon is stream, screaming at us, strike our needs. I think I think yeah. it's pretty clear that we do need another four. We need somebody to replace Firmino on that front line, right? But the problem is to replace Firmino on that front line, you're probably going to have to move something substantial to generate the money that you want to spend or else you're going to have to be happy with a David Neres, a Patson Daka, um, that level of signing, which again is similar to the Canate signing, it's a young, up and coming, potentially world class player, similar to when we signed Salah and Mane, and that seems to be where we're very good at ports and players, right? So mm-hmm. to me, like you look at look at Joseph, we signed him, and mm-hmm. like nobody was expecting to see the turnaround in his in goal return that he's provided this season, even though he was missing for the best part of three months. Like even for Portugal the other night, he's he's yeah. scoring. You know what he, I mean? So he's he's part of for me now. He's got himself as an established member of that front three, and mm-hmm. you know, for me now has dropped down to peck and order. He's fourth choice, Origi's fifth choice. He shouldn't really be getting too many minutes uh, between now and the end of the season. Um, you don't necessarily need to go out like if if you're going to keep those three intact, if you're going to keep Salah. Mane and Jota intact for next season. Um, you don't necessarily have to bring in an automatic starter. You can bring someone in who um, is a fourth choice, who's going to come in on the rotation, who is going to be impactful from the bench, who maybe is a bit younger, has got a bit of pace, can do something different for the last 15, 20 minutes. Because when you bring a Rigi on, you know, it's, 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 it's pointless at this stage. Isn't it? it really is. So, yeah, no, it is. Um, 
I, I'm, I'd be all for us taking a kind of, you know, I wouldn't necessarily work, use the word punt, but I'd certainly be willing for us to not have, not be going out and spending like 80, 90 million on someone. I, I mean, think. does any of us, any of us genuinely believe that we're even contemplating and slightly associated with the likes of Haaland or Mbappe? Like, no. I mean, I think no. that's not our, that's not our thing. I know at, at the time, right, we, we splurged with Alisson and Van Dijk, but they were, was, you know, generational type. Phil, are you typing or something? No. Your microphone is banging. I can hear it banging, all right. That's weird. It is, Phil. <laughs> it's fucking Phil. Look at the square. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with my mic. All right. It, it, it takes someone being sold, doesn't it? And Dicko saying only if Salah goes. If one of the big two go, then... Hmm. We may reinvest automatically on. Uh, Here, or uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you get, you know, if you do sell for me, you know, what you generate. I'm really struggling to understand some of these players who are kind of either, either often injured or they've just seemed to have fallen off a cliff, running in treacle now. What are you actually going to get for these players? Like, I, I think you know, because FSG's model is around has well historically been around at least getting some money back in the coffers to reinvest i don't really see anyone outside of if, if you're just yeah i do agree Dicko. i think if you're talking on this season alone you're still talking the seller is the only one where you're talking actually mental money if he was yeah. to be sold i think the way uh, Mane and Firmino have felt fallen yeah. off now that value has dropped big to him like no one... is going to come into he's going to go to a club and probably get paid about 600 grand a week mm. who's this mbappe mm. yeah yeah Sure, what's know. he on at the moment? 300 grand or 400 grand a week, as it is? Yeah, so what's well? I mean, City, City are clearing shop days. I've just seen the, the, the tag bar that Aguero's leaving City now. So, um, you know, there's some, that's, someone that's, coming in there. That's, <laughs> and it that's ain't the, Danny Ings. Yeah, and it's, and, and it's likely going to be Haaland. Mm. They'll, pay, they'll pay whatever it takes to get Haaland in. Madrid aren't going to be in the market if somebody comes... If they go in with a 100 million bid, Madrid's not going to be able to match it because they don't have the money. If they go in from Mbappe, nobody's going to match the money they're going to, to, to lash on the table either. So United are meant to be in the, the shit at the moment because of the wages they're paying their players. So they don't have a massive amount of money to go because they splashed out last summer to get the players in that they brought in. They don't have... Like they have a goalkeeper, a backup goalkeeper on 150 grand a week and they have another goalkeeper that's on 200 grand a week who's not even in the squad. Like, all I'm saying, like for me, I don't. I I come back to our model. Our model is not to buy these world superstars. Our model is to produce these world superstars. That see well, Liverpool. At the same time, Phil, would you say that we, that we do need to spend big this summer? Now, I'm not. That's without spending big on one particular player, but but they did do need to spend on a few players in a few different positions. No, I think we just need to be be. I think we don't. I don't. I think we just need to continue with our model. Do you know, oh, what? Was earlier about the age thing, which also came into my head, right? Which is a factor. The, the, the lads are getting on. A lot of the team is getting on a little bit. You don't want everyone hitting over over peaking at the same time. You have Genie leaving, so I mean, it's it, it's it, there's a few positions need looking at. Yeah, you know, if, if, the, if Kevin Sullivan there, um, Sancho. I mean. There was a there was a time where Sancho was kind of the fantasy signing, like and now um, everyone's kind of talking about Mbappe. He, he'd be the big move, possibly this summer. 
or oh, having talent. Now, now Sancho's kind of under the radar. I mean, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's become very realistic for us. And not, not because, I mean, he's going to be still big money, but he sort of fits the profile. We fancied him for a long time. and if, Everyone's going mad on these Salah quotes, by the way, lads. Well, we've been on, you've missed Salah's mate giving an interview to market. And he said, word for word, he said, we'll see what happens, but I prefer not to talk about it now. And on his relationship with Klopp, it's a normal relationship between two professionals. That's how I describe it. Now, that's going to get blown up into all sorts, right, mm. before the weekend is out. Um, and I don't see I don't see Salah going this year. And if Salah was thinking to his head that I want to play in Spain, I think people need to cop on that it's basically a five-year cycle with players these days, right? And if we have Salah and we win a get to a Champions League, win a Champions League, win a league, and potentially win a trophy next year with him there, I think as a five-year return, that's immense from a player. It's the same as the Mane return. When I think of Mane, I think immense return. When you think of Genie leaving, I'm wishing Genie no malice at all leaving. I'm wishing him all the best because he's brought immense from us. Mm-hmm. Right, He's brought immense times to us. That's what we get from players these days. And you get probably five-year windows with these players. And if Salah does go, we're going to have to find an absolute blindy to replace him because this is a fella who's guaranteed us 20 plus goals a season. Mm. But they're out there, Phil. They're they're out these players that we think they're not out there. We always think this Warriors is irreplaceable. Everyone's fucking replaceable. This time last season, we would have said Timo Werner is the type of player that you replace Salah with. And look how he's done when he gets into the league. We've seen this before though. Just because he's shite at Chelsea doesn't mean he'd be shite somewhere else. I'm not... not, I'm not saying that, but it's very hard to replace one player in a team immediately when you think it took oh, yeah. us about well, five years. Without thinking immediately, but I, I've, I've just for a few years back, I just made me mind up that I wasn't getting attached to any players because we've been there a hundred times thinking that you know such and such. Well, what we did, we'd be fucked if he left, and we'd be fucked. There's always someone else. Someone else is going to be the best centre half in the world when Van Dijk steps down. Someone else is going to be yeah. the best goalkeeper in the world. Someone else is going to be the best winger. There's always something else coming along. So if, if, if these fellas don't want to be at the club, fuck them. If Salah, if Salah does go, um, I think Liverpool changed their kind of setup and they, they go for a player through the middle who is going to score more goals. Mm-hmm. I think if, if if Salah was to go, you're, you're looking at the end of Bobby there as well completely. That you Bobby's might go done. Get, you might go and get Sancho and you might go and get a striker. I, look, I, don't, I just don't think Haaland is realistic at all. But they go looking for a striker who's got more goals, and he's not. We, we stop playing the kind of false nine um, role, and they look at Marvy like whatever four two three one. Well, let's face it; we don't really know what it'd be like. With you, imagine what it might be like actually just having a having a striker. We, we've always sort of used that thing of, of Bobby's walk rate and what he's doing, but we we don't know how good the the, the air front three could have been. Have been out and out like machine in front of goal as well, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I think these names that are being thrown, like Rafinha, I think is a a realistic. Like that's the mold of a player that you know is not going to be commanding three hundred grand a week, which has to break the wage structure. You know, is going to be able to come in at a reasonable transfer fee. You know, someone like Neto, maybe again another going back to kind of Wolves. um, Neto Neres. You've got also that guy, Mar- uh, Kevo Sullivan says, Lotero Martinez uh, into Milan as well, given that their owners have gone bust and they there will be a fire sale into Milan at the end of this season unless they find a new owner. Um, there's, got, there, there's lots of options out there, but again, we find the players 
turned him into world class and then we're looking to do essentially what Arsenal did under Arsene Wenger's glory years which was to find these gems polish them up and then lash them out for stupid money and then replace them with gems again and that's essentially well, what it is and why do, why do we why do we seem to have this habit of uh, not trusting that sort of hmm? system that's been so proven especially yeah, well, you're right I mean like you know there's, there's not worse than going out and splashing cash on someone who's supposed to be the finished product and turns out that they're actually not you know what I mean so there's actually so there's, there's been a certain amount of it increased enjoyment over the fact that we've gone out there and we've 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 managed to grab these players who people you know opposing fans initially Salah being a classic example were, were, were sort of slagging us off for going out and buying this fella who flopped badly at Chelsea and, and lo and behold you turn him into this one you know the next kind of glow it's been ridiculous yeah. if we if we all took a step back right and t- took our red goggles off even just to look at it now I know opposition fans would like to say it but I mean to to look at trends coming through to look at Andy Robertson for eight million quid mm. to, to to look at Fabinho who was you know talked about but not not at the levels of of, of where he is now best AM of the world from Salah 30 odd million mm. like he says a flop at Chelsea Mane looked Half decent, just a pacey, pacey fella from Southampton. Didn't look at him, but you know, and it's even Genie has used class, he's been part of that engine room for seasons now. The yeah. season that produced trophies, you know, and we got him. What did we pay for 25 million or something? From million, yeah. You know, like it's that, like, it's that, like you yeah. look at that. You look at that Sander Burge name, you look at the Harvey Barnes's, you look at all these players that potentially even I didn't know your man Conta played for Villa. And if you're watching the Villa yeah, matches, there's something wrong with you. Anyway, Andy. These are players that are on the cusp. You know, these are players yeah. that are, are waiting to come in. But that wasn't big, that, big come here, that wasn't an invitation to talk because there's 30 seconds left. All I wanted to say, I wanted to thank <laughs> Ray Brady, <laughs> Ray Dicko, and Andy Yo <laughs> over there. Um, that's been the forum thanks for everyone for watching particularly for Randa Cheese for keeping me completely amused as we went along and nearly pissed myself about three times at, at the various things that came out uh, more shows on during the week it is epoxy international break but we'll see you all back this time next week good night God bless attention social security and SSI recipients if you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.